Hey everyone, this is Russell. This episode's a little different. It's more like the first one I did from the DR where I just talked to you for a little bit. And I want to do that again here from New Hampshire in the middle of December because I'm a little jazzed up about something and I want to tell you all about it. It's not something that happened. It's just something that I've, I've, I'm realizing. And what I'm realizing is that you all need to go north. Okay. Go north. So let me explain what I mean by that. So there's two things going on right now, as I can see them. One of them is a sort of obvious global catastrophe unfolding before our eyes, and that's climate change. And by the way, if you all are not completely changing your lives based on climate change, you have your head in the sand. And I don't I don't care how liberal you are or progressive you are or think you are or if you drive a Tesla or anything like that. The scale of the problem and the changes it is going to wreak for decades to come uh, mean that you need to reorient your world to prepare for that, especially if you have kids. And I have kids. And what I am looking at coming down the road is when my son grows up and asks me what I did when I realized that climate change was happening and when I realized that it, the changes that it would come, he's going to ask me what I did with myself. And any of you guys who have kids out there, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to answer to those kids when they grow up. And... If you don't prepare uh, your family for climate change, I'm, it, I, it's just baffling. You, you have your head in the sand, you are failing them, and you are going to have to look them in the eye one day and say, well, mm, I knew it was going on, but I just didn't really change anything at all in my life, and I didn't prepare you for it and I didn't prepare this family for it. So, okay, that's the first thing that's happening, it's climate change. Um the second thing that's happening is a little more difficult to explain, but it has to do with the disintegration of community and relationships and friendships. And this has been going on for a long time. Uh, for various reasons. It's particularly been going on in big cities like the one that I've been living in for the past eight years, Washington, D.C. But any big city in the world, you know what I'm talking about. You know that it's difficult to find a good community that you can see on a regular basis. It is difficult to develop strong friendships. If you want to just have coffee or a drink with with a friend that you care about you know that can involve weeks of planning ahead and or you might not even see them at all for months at a time um and i started this blog a couple of months ago and decided to call decided to call it what really matters because i've been searching for the answer to that question my whole life and 
I had some ideas about what really mattered. And I think no matter what happens in life, the, the question is going to remain salient. There are always things to talk about. But the obvious major thing that is core to everyone's happiness and satisfaction in their life is relationships. It is the quality and depth of the relationships of the people around you. Uh, your partner, your spouse, your kids, your mom, your dad, you know, your family, but also your community. And if that is so central to what matters in life as our relationships, then why do we keep ourselves in these communities? If you can call them that, I, what I mean is why do we stay living in these big cities where that thing that is so essential to our happiness is so absent from our lives on a regular basis. I just, I think that is crazy. When I was living in DC for eight years, I, it was sort of, it was a constant lament and I got to see so many friendships that I had not unravel, but people moved away or people lost touch or people became busy. and over time, just like over the past few decades, I found that what friendships and what close relationships I had around me were just, they were not there anymore. And one of the things that happened was they moved away and they moved away for a better quality of life. So that's all to get to what I said at the beginning, which is go north. Now, I have been telling my close friends and family this for more than a year, maybe two years at this point, that climate change is something they need to think long-term and seriously about. And if you live in the U.S., that means that you should be looking to relocate north, literally. This is not like a metaphorical go north. This is, I'm telling you, you need to move to the north. So in the U.S., you can just Google this, look at look up climate maps, look up climate resiliency. If you don't already know, there are just four or five or maybe six states in the U.S. that are actually insulated from most of the effects of climate change. And I'm talking basically Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, parts of upstate New York, northern Michigan, Minnesota. In uh, some of Montana, perhaps. But that's it. Those are the places that over the coming decades, you are going to want to move to. And people are going to move to because they're going to realize this. If you live anywhere in the South or anywhere along the Gulf of Mexico, anywhere south of Virginia along the coast, you are going to be exposed to crippling heat waves, hurricanes. And I mean, if you live in California, obviously forest fires. If you live in the Southwest, it's drought. If you live in the Midwest, it's drought. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. I don't mean to sound alarming. It's just the fact of what most of the U.S. is going to look like in a few decades from now, basically when my son is my age, this is what the U.S. is going to look like. And if you want to prepare your family for that reality, you must move north. You must buy land or property 
in those states that I just talked about. Now, alongside that, if you care about what really matters in life, which is to say, if you care about developing close relationships in a strong, tight-knit community around you, um, first of all, that is going to sustain you through whatever else happens in life. I mean, you can read a hundred books and you'll get the same message, which is people get to the end of their lives and obviously they don't wish they had spent more time in the office working. Obviously they don't wish they had spent more time making money. What they wish is that they had spent more time with the people closest to them, people they love, care about. So if you want that in your life, you need to go find a community, and I'm talking about a town or a small city, where that kind of community exists. And so do a little cross-referencing here. Think about the states that I just mentioned, and then start looking at the cities and the towns that are in those states, and start researching them. And start looking at property. I am not kidding you. This is what I did for six months out of my life a year and a half ago. I was obsessed with looking at real estate maps of northern New England and northern Michigan. And it just so happens that as a kid, I went to summer camp in northern Michigan for seven years. And when I was in college, I was a camp counselor in Maine for three years. So I have some familiarity with both these areas. On top of that, I am a rock climber. And so I knew where the climbing areas were in those areas. And I knew that one of the best places to climb is in Romney, New Hampshire. And that's where, that's where I bought the house. So that's how I ended up in Romney, New Hampshire. Now, you might be thinking... Uh, if you're a little bit like more alarmist or if you are, you know, a more post-apocalyptic thinker, you might be thinking that you need like an off-grid zombie apocalypse proof, uh, you know, homestead up in the mountains, devoid from all other people and separated from society. And I'm telling you, that's not what you need. What you need is a little bit of land in a tight-knit community or in a small town or, or city. When or if, but really when, uh, shit hits the fan, you are going to want that tight-knit community around you. You're not going to want to be all by yourself up alone in the woods, not knowing what's going on. What you want is neighbors who you know and are friends with and who have skills and who care about uh, sustainability and who care about community and supporting each other. So that I'm telling you is where the future is headed. And I guess I get a little jazzed up when I feel like I realize something that not everyone else realizes. And in this case, I, I don't just realize it. I totally lived my truth and i you know i bought a house in new hampshire um i have an acre of land uh i got the solar panels installed but more than the property is the community that i have met here they are amazing people 
they are interested in each other and in supporting each other and helping each other uh, with whatever they need. And that has been the biggest pleasure and a little bit of a surprise, but frankly, I was hoping for it and I, and I did find it and it's just been incredible to have friends and neighbors here that are so uh, committed to, to that kind of community. And so at least I uh, am, you know, sleeping well at night knowing that I did the thing that I thought, you know, needed to be done considering these two challenges to modern life, which is climate change and the disintegration of community. And I am telling you in this podcast, you need to start thinking about those things. And if you do start thinking about those things and you start thinking you want to move north, uh, feel free to drop me a line and, and ask any advice that you have. And I will be happy to chat with you about it. So that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. Um, See you again next time.